Mexican government literally asking for international aid. They are saying we cannot use our taxpayer money to feed them, clothe them, house them, and provide them medical attention. That's not fair to our Mexican citizens using their tax money to help these refugees, these supposed seekers of asylum that refuse asylum in Mexico. Well, hold on a second. Isn't that what the United States is doing? Aren't we using our hard-earned tax money and paying them to stay here? Aren't we providing them food stamps, housing, clothing, free education in some areas, free health care with our tax money? But it's okay if the U.S. does it. But Mexico can ask for international aid. There is something really, really wrong with that. I think everybody can agree with that. When I heard that being spoken, how, oh, poor Mexico, they need to ask for international aid. They're asking for it. I'm thinking, we never ask for international aid and we're spending billions on them. What we would spend on the wall is a fraction of what we spend on them every year. And that does not include, does not include the damages caused to American citizens uh, where their identity is being used, you know, for them to work. The fact that we house most of them in prisons too and feed them, clothe them, give them health care, etc. So again, I don't see how, you know, we, we all talk about this double standard in regards to it's okay if the left does it. It's just not okay if the Republicans do it. It's okay if Obama did it. It's not okay if Trump did it. Have you seen that? Because I did. Alyssa Milano, Rihanna, calling President Trump inhumane. Calling him a monster for using tear gas to fend off people that were rushing our border, putting our border patrols, members and officers and everyone that was there, lives at risk. Because we don't know if they'd pass and shoot a gun. I mean, that's a free meal ticket. Commit a crime within the United States, you get awarded with three square meals a day. A bed, clothes, and health care. That's called prison. So they'd prefer that rather than hang out. And, you know, at least there they'd get something. You know, some people in prison actually make money too. But anyway, (laughs) they were calling him a monster. And I was thinking, well, hold on a second. The Obama administration would do that a couple times a month. No one called him a monster. No one called him inhumane. Double standard, much. It's just incredible. Simply incredible. How could you shoot at women and children? Well, you know, they brought their kids in there. You know, that's called child abuse in our country. If your kid's barefoot. Did you see the picture of the kids barefoot trying to bum rush the border? Did you see that? Because I saw it. That's the picture where that lady with the two kids in the front and then some people running across to get over, you know, in that gap at the border. Other people were just strolling and then there were a bunch of photographers thrown in. Someone was eating a snack in the corner. It was kind of like this is so staged it's like they knew exactly where to go to find the hole just saying so anyway i wanted to play a clip 
uh, from yesterday's uh, rally in Biloxi, uh, where the president uh, spoke about our border. Obviously, you'll hear some amazing chanting of build that wall, but it's important we listen to what he says specifically. Politics for the plain and very beautiful meaning of our Constitution. That's what they want to do. A vote for SB is a vote for the Democrat agenda of socialism and open borders. SB supported one of the largest tax increases. You know this in American history. He co-sponsored legislation providing late-term abortion on demand. And he sponsored legislation to provide free government health care to illegal aliens at your expense. Congratulations. Congratulations, Mississippi. Yeah, Mississippi isn't the only state. But did you hear that? Socialism. Did you hear that? We pay for their health care. Let's take a further listen to what else he says. Mississippi deserves a senator who shares your values and will fight for your values. And that senator is Cindy Hyde-Smith. Now also at stake in tomorrow's election are your Medicare benefits. That's a big deal. Democrats want to raid Medicare to fund socialism. It won't last long. Republicans will protect Medicare for our great seniors who have earned it and, by the way, who have paid for it, just in case we forget. And Republicans will always protect Americans with pre-existing conditions. Okay, I just wanted to say something. So he keeps talking about socialism because we're at the point where people have identified exactly what's going on. It's called socialism. Now, he reminded everyone that, you know, Medicare is, you know, Social Security basically is on the chopping block and Medicare, right, uh, for over 65. He reminded everyone that they paid for it. Now, it was only maybe over a week ago that I spoke about Merkel's uh, discussion in the EU, how she requested that everyone stay together, how there is that there needs to be solidarity. The same words Hitler used. Solidarity. That's what the key word is for socialism. Because when Hitler came to power, he didn't pander to the rich. He didn't pander to the wealthy and, and, and those that had deep pockets. He pandered to those that did not. He pandered to those that could not get a job because they didn't have skills. He spoke to them and said, you want money? You should get universal income. You want food? You should be able to have food from your country. I will provide that. Do your homework. That's exactly what he said. He also said, don't worry about the money. We'll find it. Guess where he found it? His most productive citizens were what? Jewish. So that was easy. He picked on the Jews. He took away their Social Security, their Medicare, and then made them work for free. And those that didn't work for free or cost him money to maintain, he got rid of. So keep in mind that what the left is doing is almost textbook to what the Third Reich did. I mean, right now, Europe is seeing the rise of the Reich again, and it's coming from Germany, which is so ironic. 
It's incredible if you think about it. But let's continue to listen to what else President Trump said. Democrats will also destroy your health care by inviting caravan after caravan after caravan of illegal aliens to violate our borders, overwhelming our communities and bankrupting our treasury. You look at what's happening on our border and you see people coming up by the thousands. And frankly, if we didn't show them strength, at a strong border, and nobody has shown a stronger border. If we didn't do that, you would have hundreds of thousands of people pouring into our country. We are doing a job, and we will continue to do a job. We're doing what's right. So the wall has started very, very substantially. In fact, you saw the other day, the wall stopped everybody, and it was only the section that's now under construction. They breached it, but only momentarily. It didn't take long. Momentarily. That was called a very momentary breach. I'll tell you what, how good is uh, border enforcement, ICE, our border patrols, our local police? doing okay momentary breach it's like they knew exactly where to go and when to go who was in uh who was going driving into mexico or out of mexico giving them a play-by-play who told them where to go key questions to ask but like trump said We're going to continue on and we're going to maintain those borders because that's what we have to do to maintain our security. You know, the, the wall hasn't been funded. No one's funding this wall. And now that the house is controlled by the insane left, the socialist left, the ones that want to revamp and rebrand communism, people say that we can't build it. But you know what? Something that kind of uh, I talked about over two weeks ago, and I actually wrote about it four months ago, is that I don't understand why President Trump has not just go ahead and just fund the whole thing. Because he has the money. But he's not invoking it yet, which means he's using it as a bargaining chip for something else. I mean, all of us are saying it's for this, it's for that. I think that the left is still believing that he won't do it. Or the left thinks that he's... um, not as smart or that they have their advisors in his ear telling him not to do it. Honestly, though, ask yourself, does Trump really listen to anyone? I mean, this man is a self-made man. 
yeah, okay, he got a million dollars from his dad as a loan, and people would be like, that's not self-made. Kind of is, because look at what he's built. That's every parent's dream. Every parent dreams to create a business that they can leave for their child and their child will multiply that so their children can then further multiply that and sustain themselves. That's the American dream, creating something that can be passed on. It's called a legacy. Everyone wishes that. I don't think the American dream is go to school, go to college, work at a cubicle and die. No, it's leaving something behind leaving your footprint. Not a lot of us are fortunate enough to leave a footprint as large as President Trump, but we leave a footprint and we, or at least we strive to. And he is the epitome of the American dream regardless. You know, he was raised in a house in Queens. His dad was self-made. He's learned how to work hard. And you know what you learn when you work hard? You know how to suss out who you can trust when it comes to business transactions and making decisions. And in the end, when you enter a room to negotiate, you already know what you want. No one's going to sway you different. It's just that you're thinking about the terms on how you're going to get what you want. So, you know, for all those out there thinking he's never going to build that wall, and Coulter keeps saying it, they won't let him build the wall. He'll never build a wall. He will. He will because he has the money. And he will do it with a second attempt and watch this happen. It's going to happen. We're going to have a second attempt of the caravan somewhere else where they're trying to catch us with our pants down. But President Trump is 20 steps ahead. And that's when he's going to pull those funds. He's got tons of money just sitting there. And it's, remember, our borders, someone said something, oh, and I'm trying to remember, said it's about uh, being humane. It was, um, oh, Senator, gosh darn it, it totally slips my mind because I just saw it uh, maybe 10 minutes before I came on live. And I was thinking, no, it's not. It's about national security. If you don't know who's in your country, I mean, it's not like you need to know everyone. It's not like you have to chip everyone. But when someone that has not been born here, that does not have a right here, and you know in the end are going to mooch from you, you need to know who they are. Because they're taking money away from people that are entitled to it, meaning the actual citizens. Because like he said... If we had open borders, let's imagine that, you know, that we see things like leftists do, and I really can't, but let's pretend we do. And three million people come in, right? Which we already have, but let's just pretend another three million come in. And there are a million people in one city that are legal citizens and another million that are illegal and those of those million legal citizens, 500,000 of them are low income and they require state assistance for health care. And then we have a million illegals that need state assistance for health care, meaning free health care, meaning Medicaid. You tell me how clogged up will our health care system be? And then explain to me, how will the quality of care go? Because in order to answer and f fulfill the needs of one and a half, an extra million people that shouldn't be there anyway, that aren't paying taxes, that aren't working, 
that aren't really entitled to anything. If those millions of people demand services and each person has a service price tag of $50,000, we are going to be bankrupt real fast. And we got to pull that money from somewhere. And where's that going to come from? Our over 65, you know, the stuff they already paid for. So next time you hear one of your liberal friends, because I got a lot of them, telling you, hey, we should kind of, you know, we should be able to give them asylum. Tell them, first of all, they refused asylum in Mexico and they speak the language, the same language that they spoke in their home country, they speak in Mexico. So it will be easier for them to get a job, but they refused it and came to America. And did you know that you're going to be paying for them? Yeah, it's okay if we pay for them. Really? All millions of them? No, it's not. Because then you're going to have to pay more taxes. Then you're going to have less access because it's going to be insanely congested. I have a friend that lives in Germany as a legal migrant from the country of Greece, he needed a surgery. He had to wait seven weeks because the immigrants from the Middle East have priority because if they don't get priority, it's considered racist. It's just incredible. And, and, and you know, these uh, refugees uh, from the Middle East also don't work, most of them, because they can't work because they don't speak German. That would be the fate of America. We are very lucky we have President Trump. And just in case he's listening, hey, I would totally love to come to the White House for Christmas. Totally. And Paul Sorum, a friend of mine that ran for governor once, I promise to say hello. And while you're there, pick me up an ornament for 2018. He's down in D.C. I'm excited. Now... Now that we're done with this whole caravan situation, because everyone's going to forget about it because the media already stopped talking about it because they were trashed, completely trashed. Like they have nothing to say. Whatever Trump said was right. He said they were going to rush the border. They did. He said that they were thousands upon thousands of them, not 500. And there were. And it turns out a lot of them are criminals, just like he said. So he was right. They were wrong. They're going to leave it alone completely. I did hear that the swearing in of the new Mexican president is happening and Ivanka Trump along with um, Karen Pence uh, and another and um, Homeland Security uh, and ICE. The delegation is going to be huge going down there. You know they're going to be chit-chatting and saying we got to fix this like right now because the tensions between Mexico and the United States are pretty high. Because Mexico is not like a small country from their southern southern border to, to the northern border, which is our southern border. They could have done something. They could have arrested these criminals. They could have created programs to facilitate them since they're so open hearted. They could have done something, but they didn't. And the bottom line is we already know what they did and who they were in cahoots with and who funded it. So now they're going to talk straight. They're going to be clear and straightforward with them on what the United States expects from them. Now, I'd like to start on something pretty incredible. Now, we're going to get into this whole uh, socialism that President Trump has been uh, repeatedly stating, uh, 
in regards to how they're curbing free speech and creating things. But I would also like to direct you to two places in the meantime. On Big League Politics, I wrote an article months ago. I think it was July. Where I expose these memorandum of understandings uh, that the FBI has with our state law enforcement. I also exposed how the person who signed this agreement for the next generation identification uh, was literally on 60 Minutes uh, three days after he signed it. But guess what? He literally lied on 60 Minutes and said there is no such program. Now, what is this program? I think we've heard it uh, going around kind of viral on Facebook and Twitter. It's called your social credit system that they have in China. In the United States, it's called a citizen score. Mine is probably in the negatives. <laughs> but um, it's a way to regulate um, how obedient someone is. Uh, and I'm talking about the U.S. In China, it's different. Literally, people cannot book a flight or a train because they're not socially, they don't have social credit for it. They get perks if they have bonus points. So if you buy too much porn, your social credit score goes down. Too many video games goes down. If you buy broccoli, it goes up. But if you buy a hamburger, it goes down. Like seriously, this is real stuff. This isn't made up. It's already started a soft rollout and people are are already feeling the effects of it. Like you can't get a cab or rent a car because your social credit system, your citizen score how obedient are you to the speech allowed? How obedient are you to what you were told to say and how to say it? Now, shortly after the break, it's a, you know, just a few minutes, we'll discuss how they're pushing the idea of normalizing curbing um, free speech and what they believe is the right way to go about these things and how to... Um, Ensure that people are obedient to the government. And we'll discuss what government we are talking about soon. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it. But we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone. And call right now. 855-700-2978-855-700-2978-855-700-2978. That's 
800-242-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable my pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. MyPillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. MyPillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. MyPillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's one 800 961-9194 promo code red state put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow the most comfortable pillow you will ever own for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world is mypillow.com okay welcome back so i have been coughing like nobody's business uh, we were getting firewood cuz it's snowing where i am a lot of people would say they would freeze in the weather that we have, but it's like 10 degrees right now and it's snowing. Looks like it's not going to (laughs) stop. So free speech. See, a lot of people think that free speech has to do with, I can say whatever I want. And it's not, it's not just about what you can say. It's about what you can hear. It's about what you can read. And it's about what you can see. I have recently posted an article called Socializing TV. It's on the website, torysays.com. When President Trump was campaigning to become president, there was buzz about AT&T buying out Time Warner. I don't know if most of my listeners were paying attention, but uh, that was a big concern for President Trump. And it was a big problem for us. For us Americans, it was a very big problem because what this merger would allow is provide pretty much a monopoly, a monopoly for AT&T. Remember, AT&T has uh, cellular, right? Uh, Digital, TV, internet. They have everything, right? They just do everything. Well, now... They have purchased Time Warner, which includes, uh, you know, Time Warner, um, Warner Brothers Studios, HBO, Cinemax, etc. That's huge because when they were asking Donald Trump about it and he said, you know, nope, nope, no, I'm not going to let that happen. It should not happen. This is going to be a problem. Such a big company is eating up every other single company. I mean, AT&T owns DirecTV now. They are a giant. And there's probably a lot of you listening to me right now that are running on the AT&T network or have Uverse or DirecTV. This is a huge problem for Americans because they are sequestering our access to entertainment now. 
and our access to the internet and our access to cellular communications. It's one person. Remember, I've always said that the main goal of socialism is to create monopolies. That way, you can't go anywhere else to get your cell phone or your landline or your internet or watch your TV. You can only go to one place. Now, he was pretty transparent, but kind of, you know, quiet about it during the elections because they tried to villainize it because, uh, you know, CNN was showing their real face at that time in um, the fall of 2016, right before the elections. But he made it clear that it's a power structure and, you know, AT&T buying Time Warner and CNN, you know, it's a deal that his administration would not approve if elected and his administration did not approve it. The Trump administration fought for every single American. He took them to court. He said, no, you should not allow this to happen. But the U.S. District Judge, his name was Judge uh, Richard, nicknamed Dick Leon, he allowed the merger to happen. And it happened in June of this year, in 2018. And the reason he allowed this $85 billion merger to happen is that he doesn't see how it would hurt competition in cable or satellite TV and jack up costs. So basically, he's like, no, it's not going to monopolize things. I don't see how this could be a problem. Well, fast forward to the end of October, and guess what AT&T did? It said, hey, Dish Network, I think I talked about this before, right? Was it two weeks ago when I first started my show? said, hey, um, Dish Network, Sling TV, Hulu, etc. Hey, you can access HBO, but you can only have that price for 100,000 people. But I have 30 million subscribers. Yeah, so after the 100,000, you're going to pay this much. But then that's going to jack up the prices for my customers. They're not going to want to pay. Yeah, so, I mean, they can always come to us. This is what happened. This is how socialism happens. Remember, this is the company that owns CNN. So that's step one that you need to understand. They've already won that battle a little bit. That they've socialized television now. They've uh, reduced the access to things. You know, and I was watching on Twitter. I like, you know, searched for like at dish at HBO and people are so dumb. They're like, can you guys figure out your contract renewal and stuff? Because, you know, better get back before Game of Thrones. And I'm and I'm there with them. I'll pay that money just to watch Game of Thrones because I am a fan. And my eldest daughter will be at boot camp. So um, she's going to miss the last two weeks. <clears throat> Pardon me. So, um. I'm going to have to write up transcripts and mail them to her. (laughs) So this is a huge problem that no one is talking about. Who is this judge? Who's Judge Dick that approved this? Where is Judge Dick? Because I'm feeling a good appeal right now. I'm feeling that the Trump Justice Department needs to file a big appeal right now and, and reverse this merger. It needs to go because it's bad for Americans. Very bad for Americans. So step one, socializing TV. Step two, curving our communications. Right? They curve them. How? 
<clears throat> First, Jesus, pardon me, I am coughing like nobody's business. I think it was way too much cold and a cord of wood split and stacked was a lot for me. So basically they're curving our speech. They're telling us what we can and cannot say in a public venue. And, you know, I, um, I wrote an article that I put up today in regards to that because uh, Politico had a lot to say about that. Politico is just another harlot, a prostitute for the deep state. You know, obviously, this is why I told them, why are you throwing stones in a glass house? There's like actual emails where you guys literally worked with administrations and the deep state and and literally made it known to the world through what WikiLeaks, you know, showed us that you are nothing more than a mouthpiece. You do not report the news. Yet they had the audacity to sit and say things like, oh, if conservatives feel censored by Twitter, I invite them to do what writers have done since the first two editors inhibited their voices. Drive Twitter insane by playing by their rules, express, expressing yourself right up to the politico of the company standards in a way that will invite inspection and self-criticism of those standards. He then went on, Jack Schaefer, to say things like, maybe you should follow the rules so you don't get kicked out. Maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do... And it's like, but the rules aren't clear. The rules don't apply to everyone. They're not rules if they only apply to certain people. You know, that's called discrimination. In his article, specifically, he said Twitter is a publisher. Okay, so Politico's got that wrong. Twitter has been sued like nobody's business. And Twitter, the reason they have been sued is for discrimination, but argue in the court that they are not publishers. Yet the actions and the way they selectively suspend or, you know, remove people from the platforms is a publisher because Politico's Jack Schaefer literally wrote, like it or not, Twitter is a publisher, not a common carrier like a phone company or the public square to which many have compared it. Wrong, Jack, because the other Jack, Jack Dorsey, who we all know now, anyone who's not read my article should read, Jack Dorsey is a liar. He lied to Congress, and here's why he's never going to get punished for it. You need to understand who Twitter is. But regardless, Twitter in court, has claimed to be of the kinds of a public square. So here's where Politico, fake news, propaganda mouthpiece, right, puts it out there and calls Twitter a publisher. I would say, thinking about it, because so many leftists, you know, so many left media outlets said the same thing. I mean, didn't they use articles from Yahoo and some random other, you know, circular reporting to convince a judge to provide a FISA warrant? I don't see why we can't provide all these articles saying Twitter's lying. They're really a publisher. Look, they're critics and, and, and all the media say so. Because you know how you know someone is something? It's from their actions. Right. What's that saying? If it walks like one, quacks like one, it is one. Right. So Twitter's quacking and walking like a duck 
darn it, it is a duck. So if they're a publisher, then they're in trouble because then they're discriminating as a publisher and as a public, in order to qualify as a publisher legally and to be able to discriminate legally, it means that there needs to be paid services. So like I said in uh, my article that I wrote, political, Politico, another deep state harlot, I've foreseen that Twitter at some point will be pay, you know, a paid for service because they will not be able to sustain the move that's happening. Like it or not, a lot of people are moving to Gab because we value free speech no matter how ugly and disgusting it is. So what has the left done? They have successfully showed their true colors, socialism, by actually acting out for it, uh, by socializing our TV, and now curving our free speech. But... Here's where it gets even crazier, okay? We spoke about Khashoggi. I told you guys about Saudi Arabia and why it's important that our president maintain relations with Saudi Arabia because right now the European Union and the rest of the world that's with this whole globalist move are getting their actual um, oil and gas from Turkey. It's being sourced through Turkey, and Turkey is receiving oil and gas through Russia and Iran. Hence why everyone's like slow walking all these Iran sanctions, and they're so like, you know, sparse. So Saudi Arabia is the thorn. We're sticking with Saudi Arabia. Everyone just doesn't like Saudi Arabia. But here's where we get the mainstream media. And again, you should read that article because I point out how... The NDAA in 2013 and 2017 included actual legislation to legalize propaganda. These outlets, these mainstream media outlets, either that be print, social media outlets, the talking heads on your on your idiot box, all of them are actually part of the government within the government, a.k.a. the deep state. They tell you what you're supposed to think. We're supposed to hate Saudi Arabia. So we even have actual representatives, okay, representatives that represent Americans, right? Not not foreigners, right? Because when they're elected, they're supposed to represent Americans, nobody else. You're elected in our country. You're supposed to be an American. Well, we have a representative from California, right? Who claims he's a papa to his uh, child, Nelson and Cricket, children, Nelson and Cricket. Um, and he is a Democrat and he works really hard and he should, everyone should have the freedom to dream. Well, what did this pompous clown tweet? Listen to this tweet. On an AO flight, a passenger told me to keep pursuing the Russia investigation, but urged me and my colleagues to look deeper into the Khashoggi murder. This is about who we are. Are we a nation of transactions or value? Yeah, Representative Swalwell. What are you? A nation of values or transactions? Because from what I hear, you and a bunch of other people lined your pockets quite well with Libya. And I'd like to know, did you dig deeper into the deaths of the people in Benghazi that were actually American? Khashoggi, not an American. They didn't even have a permanent resident alien card. He would visit here on a visiting visa.
So here's where the media and the left want to dictate our foreign policy based on a possible death slash kidnapping slash disappearance because nobody really knows what happened, right? Nobody knows yet of a journalist that's Saudi, And because he was Saudi and the Saudis killed him, uh, we need to uh, impose sanctions against Saudi Arabia because that's our values. No, it's not. It's none of our business. How many of you demand that your Congress and your Senate and your president change their foreign policy because the Chinese government beheaded their ex, you know, finance minister? Did any of you do that? I just wanted to show a hands. Nobody did, huh? I can't even find a leftist that would say, yes, I did. I stopped buying iPhones to protest. Nobody cares because they're not American or they're not leftists, right? They're not their friends. They weren't, you know, they didn't identify by initials or, um, you know, have an obfuscated type, you know, identity. Um, They were Chinese and the Chinese government did what they did with their own. So let's put it this way. If the Saudis did take him out, it's none of our business. It's not right, but it's really none of our business. And this whole nation of 300 million people is not going to change their objectives and to their benefit for someone that's not a citizen of their own because another country did whatever. Because I don't see any of these virtue signaling clowns crying about the thousands of Kurds that the Turkish people are taking out at their southern border almost on a daily basis, which is a true fact. So they're killing all these people, but nobody cares because they're not Khashoggi. So I want to play from today where there was a press conference, and I want you guys to listen to Bolton when he um, is asked about, again, Khashoggi. You know, because right now, The left has run out of stuff to pound. You know, Stormy's done, right? She's totally done. Forget it. Uh, They're all over Mueller. But you know, Mueller's in a lot of trouble himself. I mean, he's a dirty cop. Done. They've opened that. And with Trump tweets, uh, we'll talk about that right before we go. You know, they're not even going to really bother on that. So now they were pounding, pounding, pounding with the caravans. You know, they're losing that front, too. So they're running out of stuff to do, so they're recycling. So here we go on Khashoggi and what they said. Question about, uh, you mentioned the bilap with the Turkish leader. They've been very critical of the U.S. position back in Saudi Arabia with respect to the general Khashoggi. Are you concerned that that will uh, affect the relations with the U.S. ally? And I want to follow up that audio intelligence of the killing of Jamal Khashoggi. Have you heard that take? And does it conclusively point to the crown prince as ordering the killing of Jamal Khashoggi? And one final one. Um, the briefing. I suppose you remember all these? <laughs> I'll, I'll prompt you. Thank you. Um, and, and finally, is it true the White House is blocking Gina Haspel from speaking to senators about that audio intelligence on Wednesday? So let me take the question of the tape first. No, I haven't listened to it. And uh, I, I guess I should ask you, why do you think I should? What do you think I'll learn from it? Okay, wait, just one second. Before um, I continue playing, let's just pay attention that the rules in the White House have been set that you can only ask one question. This chick asked three. 
right? Okay. So that's rule number one. So no one's really paying attention to these rules that Acosta demanded to put. But if you heard correctly, she asked him if she heard the tape that incriminates the crown prince, right? Did you listen to the tape? And he said, why do you think I need to listen to it? Hear what she says. The advisor, you might have access to that sort of intelligence. Uh, how many in this room speak Arabic? You yeah. have access to an interpreter? Well, you want me to listen to it? What am I going to learn from, I mean, if they were speaking Korean, I wouldn't learn any more from it either. The interpreter would be able to tell you what's well, then, going on. Then I can read a transcript, too. Okay. So you don't think it's important that you hear that as a national security officer? I'm just trying to make the point that every... He's just trying to make the point of how stupid they are. Uh, if he doesn't speak Arabic, why is he going to listen to it? This is why people like me exist and other linguists exist where we listen and we transcribe it in English and he reads it. So like he said, why am I going to listen to it? I'm going to read the transcript. Listen to how dumb these questions are. And by the way, the woman said it's a thing of national security. How is a Saudi's death part of national security? Let's just see how dumb this reporter is. Part two question. Anybody who says, why don't you listen to the tape? Unless you speak Arabic, what are you going to get from it? Really? The, the president, the president has spoken to our position on this issue. He's spoken very clearly, and that is our position. Now, tell me the other questions. Is Gina Haspel from no, sharing information with members of Congress? Yeah, so she skipped question number two, went straight to number three. Um, and her question, he's like, I'm not answering it. Next, that's not even a question. So, next question. Mr. The man in the back. Okay, so the Argentinian authority captured two Hezbollah suspects uh, last week. And uh, Brazil probably is going to follow the American footsteps and uh, blacklist uh, Hezbollah also on terrorist list. And also, Hezbollah is, is replying for the uh, sanctions, the last sanctions, by blocking the formation of the new government. It's a quotation from Saad al-Hariri. So how do you put all this together? Uh, is it going to be discussed in the J-20 summit, Iran and Hezbollah influence in the region? Well, I expect in the bilateral meetings, depending on the, the country, that there will be substantial conversation about counterterrorism efforts where we participate together. Uh, that's certainly something that uh, uh, may well come up in Brazil with President-elect Bolsonaro. And I think it's uh, one of President Trump's uh, biggest priorities to extend uh, cooperation against uh, terrorism, whether it's Hezbollah or Hamas or, or others. So it entirely likely it could be a... Okay, so let me just recap before we run out. Pay attention to what the question was and what they said. South America, Argentina, tip at the bottom of South America. What did they say they captured? Hezbollah. What did Brazil start to crack down on? Hezbollah. So who are these migrants that are coming to our border? They're all just South American, right? Now, keep in mind that the first new trade agreement that Trump created, which was selling pork for the first time in 26 years, was with Argentina. Just a contract with them saying, hey, buy U.S. pork and let's make a deal. And he did it, bringing in millions for our country. So when Trump says that these are criminals and terrorists, are you listening now? Because this is the thing. People don't pay attention to 
to exactly what is spoken in these conferences. Uh, usually it's because you can't understand the questions and understand how stupid these, they were. Those questions were perfect because he made it clear we will work with them to take care of terrorism, either that be Hezbollah or Hamas. Remember, Iran. Remember, Turkey. And remember, who's spearing all this? The, the EU. Now, before I close today, what I wanted to make reference to was some tweets that our president sent out. And it's kind of along the lines of stuff that I said. The only way that we can do anything and clear this swamp is to go after the Clinton Foundation. Because then they will crumble, crumble and fall like the cheapest deck of cards put together. He even said... You know, uh, where's the tweet? Here we go. Heroes will come out of this, out of this fake news media that builds Mueller as a saint because, like I told you, he's a criminal. He is a criminal, and he's doing tremendous damage to our criminal justice system where he's only looking at one side and not the other. Of course he is. He's on that one side. Since the 70s, when he started his U.S. attorney in Boston, he is one of the most crooked people. And he said heroes will come of this. And heroes aren't just General Flynn, Papadopoulos, and all these others. But it's the unsung ones. You might be listening to one right now. You might be retweeting somebody's tweet that's one of them right now that's under the scope. And like he said, and it won't be Mueller and his, and his gang of angry Democrats. Look at their past. Look where they come from. Like I said, look where Mueller comes from. Look what he does. It's cost us $30 million, he says, this witch witch hunt (laughs) continues. And they've got nothing but ruined lives. And ruined lives, not just General Flynn, Carter Page, and the people that you see in the headlines, but people that you may be listening to, talking to, tweeting with, and DMing with, that you have no idea of part of this. Where is the server Let these terrible people go back to the Clinton Foundation and Justice Department in air quotes. The Clinton Foundation is the center of everything. If they did so much good, how come there's not that much money going in? Because maybe it was indeed pay for play because a charity just doesn't drop that much if they're doing so much good, right? So pay attention to what our president says, because it's going to be huge. We've got Lynch on the stand. We've got a clap. This is going to be so much fun this week. And like I said, you heard it here first. I think I have a crystal ball somewhere, like some of my listeners say. But there will be some heroes coming out and people are going to be like, where'd they come from? Well, I didn't know they weren't a big personality. They weren't on the news. That's because a lot of us Americans don't realize just how many heroes are among us.